What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 202. We're here on Thursday, July 23rd. And before we jump into the show, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know, we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election and will be working very hard for it over the next 102 days. And President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We'll be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, so let's jump into the show. We're going to talk about Operation Legend which was uh, a massive expansion of this, was announced at the White House yesterday. Yes. Let's take a listen to some highlights from President Trump's remarks. Today I'm announcing a surge of federal law enforcement into American communities plagued by violent crime. We'll work every single day to restore public safety, protect our nation's children, and bring violent perpetrators to justice. We've been doing it, and you've been seeing what's happening all around the country. We've just started this process, and frankly, we have no choice but to get involved. No mother should ever have to cradle her dead child in her arms simply because politicians refuse to do what is necessary to secure their neighborhood and to secure their city. Every American, no matter their income, their race, or their zip code, should be able to walk their city streets free from violence and free from fear. For this reason today, I am announcing that the Department of Justice will immediately surge federal law enforcement to the city of Chicago. The FBI, ATF, DEA, U.S. Marshal Service, and Homeland Security will together be sending hundreds of skilled law enforcement officers to Chicago. We must remember that the job of policing a neighborhood falls on the shoulders of local elected leadership. Never forget that. When they abdicate their duty, the results are catastrophic. Americans must hold their city leaders accountable. They must insist that community officials fully support, fully back, and fully fund their local police departments. There is simply no substitute for a police department that has the strong backing of city leaders. In the meantime, we will use federal law enforcement to vigorously charge federal crimes and support these besieged communities to the greatest extent possible. This will be hard, painstaking work. It will take time. The tide will not recede overnight, but we will marshal all of the strength and focus and determination that we can possibly do. This is a critical effort. Put the mob down, man. It's, it's, yeah, as you heard there. Honestly, that's, that's the momentum that we're doing here. Like is, we've had a summer of rioting in these cities. It ha it has to stop. We're it not has even to halfway stop. through the summer. Yeah, I mean, this is it's out of control. So you know what? Honestly, with these Democrats, it, we might as well be talking to like you know sock puppets and beanie babies because they're not leaders. They're just letting yeah. the cities be destroyed. We got to step in, and you know what? Uh, happy hunting. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So happy he, hunting. He announced that he will dispatch federal agents to various cities. Um, he did not provide a full list, only mentioning a few in particular. 
Federal agents have already been into Portland, Oregon, not under this operation, though. That's different. But in this operation, first, federal agents are being sent to Kansas City, Missouri, where they've already been for a while, Chicago and Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's rumored that that expansion is also going to include Philadelphia, Atlanta, New York, all of these Democrat-run cities that are totally out of control. And Attorney General Barr was there yesterday, who is just tremendous, does a great job. I mean, just think of where we'd be if Barr was it from the beginning. Like, that yeah. that makes me really wish that it happened. Um, we might have known about that internal DOJ memo that, that cleared Flynn much sooner. Yeah. Possibly. Yep. Right? And, I mean, because he set the motion for the dismissal, so. So he said yesterday, quote, the first duty of government is to protect the safety of our citizens. Yeah. And we're here to explain the initiative to combat rising violent crime in a number of our cities. Our goal is to help save lives. The principal danger to the lives of our inner city communities is violent crime. The leading cause of death for young black males is homicide. Each year, approximately 7,500 black Americans are victims of homicide. Every one of those lives matter. And he continued, in 1992, violent crime nationwide was double what it is today. And it was at that time that federal law enforcement turned its attention to this violent crime. Before that, the federal government didn't play much of a role in it, but we started to attack violent crime in conjunction with state and local government. It was at that time, for example, that the FBI set up its anti-gang task forces throughout the United States, and we started using our strong federal laws that permit us to target those that use guns to kill others and those that are involved in gang activity. Our approach was to set up anti-violent crime task forces in the cities to enforce federal law and to take the shooters and the chronic violent criminals off the streets. We helped pay for state and local officers to join these task forces so we could leverage our strength, and this approach was extremely successful in the intervening decades in driving crime down. And that's exactly what they're doing again. They're sending in federal agents from all sorts of parts of, uh, you know, Department of Justice, DHS, FBI. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You already see in Portland uh, that the federal agents are playing a large role in trying to suppress these massive riots that yeah. are going on well, nightly. And they're also – they're besieging that federal courthouse there that – it looks like something out of Escape from New York, how they've put like the, the board – you know, they boarded it up. They barricaded it. Yep. Um, I think there's one clip – you know what? Listen, folks. There may not be that many federal agents in Portland right now, but just two guys broke up a mess. <laughs> Did you yep. see that? One guy literally threw – a rioter oh, like grabbed him and pushed him away from the building, and then they all ran away. Mm-hmm. So you know they're arresting them. They're protecting that building the best as best they can. I, know, I think I saw some fires were set to it. Yeah. Um, well, they tried to set it on yeah, they fire. Tried to set they were stopped. Fire. Yeah. So uh, and then I, th- I believe the mayor was uh, was was like just absolutely trashed by the the rioters. Mm-hmm. So not even the mayor knows what the hell they're doing. Like I said. We're talking about people who are they, – they don't know what they're doing. Yep. And this is why Operation Legend has to happen. And Operation Legend is named after four-year-old legend Tal Farrow who was yeah. killed while sleeping in his home. Yeah. An innocent four-year-old yeah. killed sleeping in his home. And uh, Sharon Powell, the mother of the four-year-old legend Tal Farrow, uh, was at the White House yesterday and had a very uh, you know moving comment – on why she supports what the president is doing here, which totally blows up the liberal narrative yeah, on this. Yeah. Uh, let's take a listen to that. Um, good afternoon. I am Sharon Powell. I am Legend Talaferro's mother. I want to thank God for giving me the strength to withstand today. Um, Operation Legend is not to harass, it's not to harm or to hurt. 
It is to help investigate unsolved murders and which one of those happens to be our innocent four-year-old son. This operation is personal to us. We want justice for our son and others. We have to take a stand in our communities and speak up to help this operation be successful. My one and only child who fought through open heart surgery at four months is gone due to senseless gun violence. Children are supposed to be our future and our four-year-old son didn't make it to kindergarten. I stand here today as a mother fighting against violence for my son, Legend Talaferro. My family and I support Operation Legend and we strongly want our community and everyone else behind us. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate all the efforts. Um, one thing about Legend, he was, he was exciting. He loved basketball. Um, he was a ball of joy. And um, I want his legacy to live on, and I want us to continue to fight against violence and also get justice for my son and others. So with this operation, um, I want it to be successful. So if every community can reach out to that high line, if you know any information about any murder, that will be great. And also to keep carrying on this legacy. Um, thank you once again. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's sad. Oof. It's very sad. I mean, these Oof. these people that you know, they also had other uh, families there that were victims of violent crime, right. and yeah. you know, do those lives matter? Yeah, exactly. Right? Where, where, where are the Black Lives Matter people? I know. With all this, I know. As this is going on, the Battle of Portland is raging, as we mentioned. Yeah. Leftist rioters are clashing with those federal agents. Uh, reporter Andy No was on the ground in Portland uh, describing what happening, what's happening. Uh, quote, Antifa black block militant beats up BLM supporting photographer Mason Lake. Mason Lake was accused of communicating with Portland police and a bounty had been put on him on social media by Antifa. And another, he showed video of rioters throwing tear gas canisters back at federal law enforcement outside the Hatfield Courthouse. Uh, let's just listen to some of that audio. It's sad what's going on yeah. there. Portland has had, what, almost 60 days of these riots now? Yeah. The mayor last night went there and got promptly booed and had yeah. to have full security with yeah. him because they oh. didn't know what would happen. Also, we, the federal agents, did not tear gas him. I saw that being tossed around. That is fake news. Is it? The, I saw that this the morning. The rioters were getting a little uppity. Yeah. They're getting a little uppity, and they had to, you know, make sure that the situation— It's not like they saw the mayor and they, they tear gassed him. Mm-hmm. So, and the mayor just happened to be, that's what happens when you go to a f***ing riot, dude, right? Play yeah. stupid games, win stupid prizes. In fact, I think the mayor, did, did the mayor have a security detail with him? He did, yeah, oh, full security that's detail. kind of ironic. I thought, yep. you know, I thought he wanted to get, these people wanted to get rid of the police. Yep. So, you know what? Listen, I have absolutely. Well, when he tried to speak, they oh, yeah. booed him. Yeah, they said, like, go And they said, resign, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Listen, dude, these people want you gone. Yeah. So. That's the mob, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. Yep. Also, don't go and. To like a middle of a battle zone, for God's sake. What do you think is going to happen? Well, their entire narrative here is that these are secret police. 
Oh, yeah, that, but they're yeah, not so I secret know, because we've been talking about them. The yeah. the whole goal of the secret police yeah. is to be secret, to be, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say that these these uh, officers are unmarked. That's just a lie. Yeah. That's a total lie, and they've been repeating that for days now. Yeah. It's nothing but a lie. It's on the it's on the front of their flat jackets, or it's on the um. They have arm patches. They all have arm patches. DHS, DEA. Yeah. Border Patrol, all this and that, right? Yeah. And you could argue that maybe Border Patrol shouldn't be there, but they're still federal they're still agents. There, yeah. And they still have the duty to enforce federal yeah. law, which is protecting Listen, federal property. They're just upset that these federal agents are 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 just are just are absolutely blowing up their whole rambunctious activities yeah. that they're planning. All right. So you know what? Yeah. Sorry. The DEA They're doing their job. The DEA, ATF, FBI, ICE, and Secret Service are just a few of the agencies. That are oh, taking part wow, in I didn't this. know Secret Service was down there. Yeah. Oh, wow. He has already stated that the Joint Terrorism Task Force has been activated to investigate crimes related to riots nationwide. And Ooh. several hundred arrests have been made. So these task forces operate in conjunction with state and local law enforcement. But if these state and local law enforcement aren't willing to participate and cooperate, yeah. they still have the duty to enforce the law. Yeah. And you see – in Chicago, where the mayor says, no, 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 we don't want these federal stormtroopers on our street, which we'll talk about that lie in a second. But the Chicago police union unilaterally released a statement and reached out to President Trump saying, thank you. Yeah. So who's on the side of the good guys here? Yeah. It's not these mayors. And then uh, Lori Lightfoot, or as I call her, Mayor Beetlejuice, yeah, <laughs> had, uh, had the gall to say, oh, President Trump's just doing this because the mayors of these cities are women. Uh, the two of the three in the first in the first yeah. deployment list are run by men. Yeah. So <laughs> Portland, <laughs> Portland is run by a man. Yeah. Okay. You Albuquerque is run by a man. Yeah. Philadelphia, man. New yeah. York, man. Come on. Yeah. Like, do they do these people think that like we're not gonna look yeah. into this? It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. And uh, liberal law professor, George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley, who's you know become sort of infamous over these past few months. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't give in to these like these Marxist tendencies that's like, right. engulfing his side of the uh, the political. Spectrum. He said the feds have every right to defend federal property and enforce federal law. Yeah. He said, "Quote: John Carl just asked Kaylee McEnany where in the Constitution does Trump have the right to send law enforcement into these cities against the will of local officials? It would start with Article Two. The president may send in federal officials into any city." He continued, "Quote." Federal enforcement is not by invitation only. The use of federal agents to protect federal property or enforce federal law does not depend on local permission. There may be legitimate questions on how that authority is used, but not the right to use the authority. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's <laughs> the debate right there, John. Yeah. And these people are the press. Oh, like, yeah. you think they know this. This is well, not this is not like this is not like, you know, dense law papers or, or oral arguments from like, you know, past SCOTUS, you know, cases. This is like plain text constitution. As like, Geraldo called them this morning, they're nothing but Joe Biden's media whores. Yeah, they are. They That's are. what they are. And I like Geraldo 2.0. You know, he goes <laughs> so, back and sometimes forth. Sometimes Geraldo can be really bad, by he the way. He goes back and sometimes forth. Sometimes he yeah. has horrible takes on, on the issue, especially regarding immigration. At the, but, immigration, yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he supports law and order. Yeah. And he's seen what's happened in New York. He's been in New York. He's been in war zones. He knows what happens. So 
it's very clear here that Joe Biden has no intent on answering any sort of hard questions whatsoever. The media allows him to go out there and parrot these lies, and then he just continues to do so. The, but meanwhile, you have the assault on police officers and law-abiding citizens continuing. So first off, here in New Jersey, our home state of New Jersey, in Westwood, New Jersey, Ooh. a 21-year-old, Kevin Trejo, was charged with spitting into a cup of coffee ordered by a cop at Starbucks. Uh, Shocker, Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks, yeah. Yeah. And... He boasted about spitting in cups at the Park Ridge location enough times that law enforcement eventually got involved, questioning the man. So, you know, you would think that this would be a media story because of just the COVID concerns. Yeah. Nope. No, not right? so much. No. Not so much. Are they defending any, him? Any attack on cops is okay with the media. Yeah. And this part of the story is, is really unbelievable to me. So, obviously, we've talked a lot about the McCluskeys. Uh-huh. And that's the St. Louis couple that defended their home with firearms against the liberal mob that had broken down their gates. We find out now that in order to bring the unlawful use charges against the McCloskeys, the police had seized the guns. Yeah. There's only one problem. Patricia McCluskey's silver handgun that they found would not fire. You know why it wouldn't fire? Why? Because it had the firing pin removed. So it wasn't actually a lethal weapon. Well, that wasn't uh, a barrier to the district attorney who then ordered the police crime lab to disassemble the gun and reassemble it so it could be fired. And then they charged him. Oh, my God. Talk about corrupt. Yeah. Well, disgusting political, political prosecution. Political, politically motivated prosecution. Yes, yep. absolutely. So this case is going to get tossed, though. But we gotta I agree. Go, we gotta go through the motions here, you know. It's not like we can just fast forward things. There is a process to all this. It's annoying. But once but it now, gets going, once it gets going by these pro you know, these these DAs, you gotta go through it. So But you now have gonna, these uh local police departments altering and fabricating evidence, much like they did to people like Roger Stone and Michael Flynn, to suppress their Second Amendment right. And I hope that after this gets settled, because the governor has already promised a pardon. I hope that after this gets settled, they sue the out of this local district attorney because nothing but a political prosecution. It's a witch hunt, total witch hunt. And uh, locally here, we have two stories uh, in Maryland and Arundel County. Police Chief Timothy Altamere announced his retirement to everyone's surprise on Tuesday night. Uh, He says he's calling it quits because he won't stand for the efforts to remove the teeth from policing. A movement, he believes, which talking about the defund the police movement, will endanger the public and police while citing a spike in violent crime. And and that's, right, this. that's right across the river for us. Yeah, you're going to yeah. see a lot of this. You're going to yeah. see police officers retiring in mass. They're not going to be replaced for either political reasons or because they don't have the applicants. I mean, who would want to be a cop now? Yeah, I know. There, there's going to be. Who wants to go risk their lives for yeah. a public that hates them? Yeah. A politician class yeah. that hates them. There, there's going to be a a dearth of experienced officers who can take these positions. You, you I mean you, you can't give a patrolman the the police chief job? Yeah. But that's where we're heading because there's going to be such a gap. Oh, there's going to be. I, a I, vacuum I totally agree with you about that. And I mean, the problem is, all the good cops are going to leave. Yeah. And then you'll probably be left over with yeah. just the bad cops. Yeah. 
And then the and ones who are are really experienced and know what they're doing and have done this for years, I mean, they're going to retire. Oh, they're retiring. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, not not because of the environment. I mean, of course, the environment has you know only made things easier for them and to make that decision. But like these guys, after they do 20, 25 years, they just retire. They go into something else. They become private, you know, private investigators, private security, yeah. making a lot more money while collecting their rightfully earned pension. And um, you know, but. I, what's gonna happen? Oh, and also we have to deal with the, you know who, new kids are gonna be like woke, as shit, right? These yeah. New, these new uh, academy, these new cadets. So you gotta worry about that. Bull well, the left wants rape calls to be answered by social workers. So what? Yeah, it's a violent crime. I know. What, what is going? What is going on here? I don't know what's going on Honestly, in this country, man. <laughs> like, it's, it, this is not like a... It's, okay, I, I, I was going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's, Sorry. Like, who doesn't think that rape is a violent crime? <laughs> I mean, what we're facing in this election is really to save America. Yeah. Like, if if we lose, yeah. all hope is lost. Yeah. We will rapidly descend into socialism. There will be crime like you've never seen before. Yeah. And it's just bad. It's very bad what we're what we're staring down here, and that's why we got to fight. Economic death. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of taxes I mean, will be hiked. Yeah, right now you have socialized yeah. healthcare coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know a bunch of climate change bullshit, cap yeah. and trade. They're going to stop energy yeah. production, and they're going to have the votes to do it. I, I I know. Sorry, sorry, a little bit of sidebar here, but did you see those those realignments with the house races? Yeah, that's all bullshit. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy I, it. I don't want to buy it either, but it's it's getting me a little nervous now. I don't know why. Here's the thing. It it it's only reliant on how the presidential goes. It's true. It's, it's all true. it's all down ballot, yeah. right? These these congressional quote realignments are ta he's talking about the ratings. Yeah, the ratings. So lean Democrat toss yeah. up, lean Republican. Yeah. Now they're a lot run. of them are still lean R. You know. You know. There's yeah, still yeah, a lot yeah. of they're Listen, not like they're not in the toss up lean den column. I don't think now, we're still. taking back the house. I really don't know that that's possible at this point. But I also think that all of these polls. Are running off of the same bullshit as the presidentials, right? Yeah, I can't even look at and, Quinnipiac anymore. No, I know. I mean, that, that's Quinnipiac just, just that's released malpractice. Right it released there. a Texas poll yesterday, yeah. which had thirty-four percent Republican. The state's registration, yeah, just registration, yeah, is forty percent Republican. Oh my god! So you're shaving six points off there. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And and let me guess, they oversampled Democrats, and I bet that yes. the independent sample was. A third of what it should be. Lower. Well, yeah, yeah. Fewer. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. And so these are the same polls that are being used to dictate these congressional ratings. Yeah. So the whole – it's it's this, it's always the same thing with data. If yeah. you put garbage data in, you're going to get garbage yeah, data out. Exactly. And – Hence the CBO scores every single time. Yeah. You know? I mean I that's think, why the CBO scores for Obamacare were good because the, <laughs> right. they could only grade what the administration gave them. The Senate is going to rely on the presidential. Yeah. If we win – and Trump wins, I think we keep the Senate. Yeah. If we lose, we probably lose the Senate. Yeah. And that's a scary thought yeah. that it all hinges on this election. And I totally agree with everything you just said, but for the people who are running these campaigns, this is where the money's going to go. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm just saying, like, let's not give up on some of these races just because they're moving an inch or two towards the Democrats because of, Quint what, of what the people no, like Quinnipiac that the Republican you know National Party at this point is running any sort of money allocation right, based right, on those good, liberal polls. Good. They have their own internal good, polls, good. and they're going to figure out what to do here. I mean, we know what races are going to be the toss-up. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, I don't think th I don't think that we have enough 
But we've in the misappropriated tank? monies for races, the winnable races that that in you know for the past couple cycles that have really pissed me off. I'm yeah, but saying. that always you, you happens. You know what I mean. It always happens, and also hindsight's twenty twenty. True, right? True, like true, that, true. What happens here in Virginia all the time? Nobody thinks, yeah. including I mean, nobody thinks that Mark Warner's going to get beat by Ed Gillespie, right? Yeah. But he still gets within two points. Yeah, so, the last race called. I mean, Mark Warner was up. 18 points right, in the polls, yeah. in the polls. Yeah. and he, he ended up only winning by like a half like was it 0.04% yeah. so a couple million could have been otherwise here in Virginia Sorry. we're facing the possibility of a gun ban um, uh, the governor uh, the coon man blackface Northam has called a special session in August to specifically well it was originally to deal with uh, quote revenue shortfalls for from coronavirus oh, but get out but of it's here. gone it's now gone from that to gun control and it's mostly going to be about gun control and I don't think that's safe is that is that is that safe I'm not sure that's uh, safe to you know get all those people in the same room well not to mention trying to take people's second amendment rights well, away while there's a massive spike yeah, in crime exactly. you know nothing nothing like that to get things yeah. going but in Culpeper County this is the good news of the day yeah. Sheriff Scott Jenkins who has been an outspoken opponent of gun control in this in this commonwealth has vowed to name thousands of Virginia residents quote reserve deputies in order to ensure a potential gun magazine and suppressor ban from the coon man won't turn them into criminals for keeping their lawfully possessed arms. Now the sheriff has taken the first steps toward implementing that plan by asking for current and retired law enforcement officers to serve as voluntary background investigators to help process what Jenkins believes will be thousands of applications from gun owners. It's a brilliant move. Yeah, and I'm sure he won't be the only sheriff who does this. Yeah, I wonder so. if we could apply. That'd be nice. You can just imagine if we were reserve deputies. That'd be pretty cool. All right, let's talk about China. Good old China. And we have now gotten the full story on what happened after reports broke that Chinese officials at the Houston consulate were burning documents. We find out later that President Trump ordered them to close because this location is one of the Chinese Communist Party's biggest spy locations in the United States. Yeah. So they're closing that down. Which has taken us, you know, further down dissolving relations between us and China, which I think is a good thing because we don't want to be beholden to China anymore. Now we also find out that they're trying to steal the vaccine. You've heard about this yeah, story, right? Yeah. They're trying to hack all the vaccine work that we've been doing here in the United States. And now. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that thing in San Francisco, too. Yeah. Yeah. A we have <laughs> Chinese researcher who was wanted by the FBI, who's a spy, flees to the San Francisco consulate uh, and is being protected by uh, the Chinese. So that's a good one there. I mean, do you, I, I think we're going to end up in war with China at some point. Well, yeah. No, well, especially if Trump wins. Yeah. But if Biden wins... He's going to, you know, cozy th- right yeah, back up with China. I, I think there's more likelihood of a civil war erupting here than maybe let's go to the war with China first. Maybe. You know, I, mean, I just you have totally abhorrent behavior by House Democrats. They continue to go down this path and I I just don't understand. They're comparing federal agents to the KKK. Uh, they say okay. that President Trump is always trying to start a race war and uh democratic or Dem representative, I don't call them Democratic, Mr. Producer, they're Democrat representatives, Bobby Rush, <laughs> uh, now says that Trump just wants to instigate a race war 
and so that he could say, quote, I'm the real grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan and I'm the president, reelect me. I mean, are these people out of their f-ing minds? I know, it's ridiculous. Like, what is going on here? They, they, do they have any clue what they sound like here? Yeah. And the left eats it up. Yeah, well, that's the, and that's the scary part. Like, it's, for normal people, this is crazy. For the Democratic base, this is like, you know, you know, a day that ends in Y. Mm-hmm. This is normal talk. So that's how unhinged the left has become. But. Yep. And you have chairman of, of committees in the Dem ranks called Adam Smith <laughs> defending China, actively defending China. We have, we have elected representatives here in the United States who are doing the bidding of China. Let's take a listen to this clip. This puts us in the very risky position of passing really bad legislation at the last second for no good reason. And I would urge members to vote now. Now, let me be clear. We absolutely need to hold accountable Russia, China, whoever wants to interfere with our process of developing a vaccine or cyber hack us in any other way. And there are an enormous number of tools to do so. I do want to point out and and just simply make an urgent plea. One of the gentleman's arguments was that China hid the true risk of the virus from the American people. And yes, that is terrible that China did that. It's not actually their job to warn the American people. It's the president's job to warn the American people. And Ted Cruz had the best response to this. Quote, why are Dems actively defending communist China for covering up the Wuhan coronavirus, which has killed over 500,000 people worldwide? Yeah. I mean, oh, also, can I just say that? Uh, that it constantly tickles me that people don't think that China is like the worldwide leader in deaths. No, I know. From this virus. It's a lie. It's a, yeah, it's like, are, are you kidding me? It, then you might as well believe that North Korea has free and fair elections if you're going to believe yeah. that. It's just another one of the big lies by yeah. the left. That's all they're doing now. Yeah. Honestly. And that, it just all underlines why we must win this election. Yeah. And we need you to stand with us and fight. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We'll be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. I can't wait to go. Well, we're not going to the convention. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Jacksonville in the I'm middle of the kidding. summer sounds like a real I'd treat. Rather, dude, dude, I, I, no, I'd rather chug bleach. It's <laughs> going to be too hot. And honestly, right now, I think the city council is actually could torpedo those plans. We'll see. Right? We'll did see. you hear about that? Yeah, they're, I did. They're, they're not... I did. They are not on board with the convention coming to the city. We'll see. So we'll see what we'll happens. See what Honestly, happens. hey, listen, we're not going. I'm going to be watching it from the air-conditioned. Right. Now, if you win that contest yeah. by texting TRIGGERED to yeah. 88022, yeah. you could be sitting in an air-conditioned box. Yeah. And that's how you watch it with in style. the president <laughs> coming in saying, hello, yeah. how's it going? You guys have a nice, safe flight down? <laughs> so tremendous. So <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> I mean, that that will be uh, – it's going to be interesting to see yeah, what happens be, with that. Will, yeah, but that – oh, my God. If he does get to hold the speech in the football stadium, it will be interesting to see what kind of capacity they put in there. Well, um, there's going to be a face mask thing. 
Yeah, for definitely sure. will be. There's going to be a face mask thing. thing. So you know, folks, for those who are like you know skeptical of it, hey, you just got to bite the you know swallow it and the pill, <laughs> bite the bull as they say, and wear one. Right. Well, someone tweeted last night, and I thought this was actually very on point. Yeah. Would you rather spend the next three months debating about masks and Dr. Fauci, or going out there and winning this election? Yeah, I saw that. We I, have yeah, I think to I win this, the election. Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. We could worry about f***ing face masks later on. Yeah. We have to win this election. I think it's, I saw another person, it might have been the same person, tweeted, like, would you wear a face, uh, a mask yeah. for three months and win the election? Yeah, if it guaranteed Guar- Trump's election, yeah. would you wear a face uh, mask Absolutely. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to win. I am win at all costs. You know absolutely. Me. I'm very Nixonian in that. You do what you got to do to win. Yep. You know, if you, it, it's called rat. Remember what yeah. they say? You got to do it. You got to do it because the Dems do it. Oh, so, yeah. you know, this whole – you got to win, especially this election because, yeah. I mean, I know this is like for some for some reason, dude. I don't know what – it's just like some people don't get the fact that if you don't win, you can't get what you want to get done. I know that's like a no logical point, but some people don't get it. It's like, oh, yeah. you know what? We lost, but we were principled. Like Mitt Romney. You know, it's just like who gives a – you lost. I don't give a – about this, that, and other in your gender pro. If you don't get, if you don't win, you can't get that done. You're a loser. Get the out. Yeah, and that's one thing that uh, I think the Trump presidency has uh, awoken many yeah. conservatives to, yeah. which Kurt try, likes to call the woke conservatives. Yeah, because they will stop at nothing to win. Yeah, no matter what the dirty trick, no matter what lie they make up about the president, they will stop at nothing to win. Yeah, it's time we fight fire with napalm. Yeah, and we have to. I mean, we have to win. Yeah. And there's just... nothing wrong with being biased. I don't understand this whole point of like, you know, well, it's all bad if both sides. No, it's only bad when they do it. Yeah. It's fine when we it's, do it. Yeah, it's fine <laughs> when we do it. Yeah, it's okay when we do it because we're right. Well, listen, the old saying goes, there'd be no standards in politics if there wasn't double Absolutely. standards. That's true. That's exactly That's true. what it is. That's true. And, and that's what this, politics has always been. This election it is, of course, about what President Trump and the Republicans can do yeah. if we win. But it's also about just stopping socialism. Yeah. And there's no equals – you know how member Democrats with the equal sides? Yeah. You know, there's, no, no. That doesn't apply here. We believe in freedom, fewer, you know, fewer regulations, less, you know, lower taxes, smaller government, watching sports without being you – know, our eyes being raped by political correctness, all that yeah, we're going to talk about that. Normal people, right? <laughs> yeah. They want to destroy statues, erase American history, and talk and, and basically you know, tell white people how awful they are, among yeah. other things. I'm just scratching the surface because I can go on all day about this. But just – Oh, well, did you see – it's, it's, not, it's not equal. Sorry. It's not equal. Did you see what happened at UConn? The student body yeah. president and vice president. They resigned because they're white. They're guilty about being white. Yeah, what the yeah. f*** is good? – folks, there is no – it is, it is normal – it's again – Lizard people versus sentient beings, yep. and we are the sentient beings. Yep. So there's no so, equal debate here. Let's so, talk about ahead. this election. So we have – I know. We, we could talk forever <laughs> about this. The, we should have the, made just one episode about – just ranting about this. Just ranting? <laughs> I mean that's basically what we do yeah, anyway. But I know. That's true. The, the, a new poll came out yesterday, Rasmussen, which is by far the most accurate of all of them, yeah. which shows a tied race nationally. Essentially, well, it shows yeah, Biden that. up by two yeah, within that. the margin of error. Yeah. And it was the only poll to successfully predict – the 2016 popular vote outcome, right? Mm-hmm. If Biden only wins the popular vote by 2%, he's he lo- toast. He loses, yeah. He loses the yeah. race. Because we saw Hillary only won by 2%. Yeah. 
and the electoral vote was a landslide. Yep. So Rasmussen – and they don't play this registered voter bullshit. They do likely voters. This was yeah. 2,500 likely voters surveyed nationally nice. using their likely voter model, yep. which was spot on in 2016. And so that gives me great hope. Yeah. Gives me great hope. And I think that there really is the I think he the silent majority is bigger than ever. It's yeah. getting bigger by the day, I think. You see independents who are tired of this leftist bullshit and they keep piling yeah. it on. You'd think the left would get smart here yeah. and play it smart, right? No, but they, they, they no, they're not. They just weaponize the mob, which makes people more reluctant right. to give their political opinion to, to voice their political opinions. I think that the shy Trumpies of 2016, I think that that has grown. Yep. So, well, I, new, I, I, I can't, I can't believe. Sorry, I can't believe that people want Joe Biden to be president by 15 points nationally. No, a new survey just came out yesterday that said 68 percent of Americans are afraid to voice their political beliefs. Oh well, yeah, which a lot of that is conservatives yeah. because they fear retribution, they fear intimidation, yeah. they fear the livelihoods of them and their families, yeah. their jobs, all of it. And see, and that right there. See, I know some. Some – you can make an argument that, you know, just you know stand firm and hold your ground, which is absolutely true. But there's also other responsibilities that people have. Like if – like you can't feed your family off of conservative values. Right. You need your right. job. So uh, yeah, I mean – I also think the I, enthusiasm gap is going to play yeah, a huge role here yeah. because you just look what happened yesterday and the day before. Yesterday, Joe Biden had a live stream event that had 29 people on it. Oh, is this where he said all Asians look alike? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> That's one of our gaps. That's one of our gaps. Yeah, and he... 30 people, dude. Yeah. You got to be like... And this man is supposedly like in the running neck and neck with Trump. No, no, no. He has a 10-point lead oh, according 10 point, to the oh, left. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. The race according is to the left, the race is over. By yeah. the way, driving today from an errand, I... Uh, Back, back from the gym, I saw for the first time a Biden bumper sticker. Nice. <laughs> just one. Just one. Yep. <laughs> After months of looking well, we got driving, there we, is no <laughs> – We got an email from our friend uh, Dustin out yeah. in ca uh, California, liberal, very liberal area of California. Yeah. Uh, he says that the public support of Joe Biden is very clearly lacking, and he can testify to that. Ooh. And he says, ironically, he's seen more Trump gear. And uh, so yeah. shout out to our MAGA Good friend, Good anecdotal Justin. evidence, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, shout out to our MAGA That's friend, That's right, Mag. Yeah, I like that. MAGA, yes, Dustin. Yeah. Keep CAG. I'll, ask, I'll add that in, CAG. Well, at this, point, at this point, I think it's, uh, I think it's MAGA. You got to run yeah, with MAGA. I know. Because Ma – just, 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 There's more of a, it, a, a it, punch to it, isn't it? Well, not only that, but now we need to make America great again after yeah. this China plague. Oh yeah. And all this law and order, yeah. you know, rioting bullshit. That's true. That's very clear now. And That's absolutely true. At the same time, the night before yesterday's failed Biden event, President Trump held a virtual fundraiser, his first virtual fundraiser. Is had, this thing on? I'm not like Joe Biden here. <laughs> 300,000 people on Holy it that donated a total haul of more than 20 million dollars. The fundraiser, wow. which was hosted by Donald Trump Jr. and the Trump Victory Finance Committee, that's totally amazing to me that he was able to do that. Yeah. And that $20 million can go a long way, right? But you look at the overall numbers here. So, so far, Trump and the RNC have raised more than $1.08 billion, while the vice president, uh, the former vice president Biden has raised $633 million. That's pretty significant. That's a significant gap. 
The RNC has, I believe, close to $300 million cash on hand. And uh, we're going to have someone from the RNC on next week to talk about these fundraising numbers. But the RNC has already pre-booked close to $200 million worth of TV buys for after Labor Day. So yeah. this is only getting started, folks. This, I mean, we got a month to go here. The next month's going to be big. Next week or the week after, Biden will announce his vice presidential candidate. Then you have the DNC, the virtual DNC, who knows yeah, what, oh what the, that's going to hold. Oh my God. You have the RNC, who knows what that's going to hold, right? But then you get to Labor Day. And Labor Day is the true line yeah. in politics for when it really it, it, starts. It's where it's where the everyone starts to pick up, yeah, so hyperspeed. Hyper imagine this is, you know, right now, it, to compare it to the movie The Patriot, yeah. we're all lining up, yep. right? Yep. Everyone's lining yep. up. And on, on after Labor Day, that's when the fire command's given yep. and everything starts cranking. Yep. You have TV. Yep. You, they're going to unleash the China attacks yep. even more so than before. Yep. You know, they haven't even talked about Hunter that much. Yeah. All this stuff is in the war chest. Yep. So it and gives me great confidence. Just like in The Patriot, the Democrats are going to get overconfident. They're going to run down that gully and they're going to find all of us MAGA people with, their, with our guns raised and we're going to kill them all. Figured. Well, they're Poli already, politically speaking. Yeah, <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> figuratively. But they're already doing that. Yeah. They're already overconfident. They're saying, oh, Joe Biden has a 90% chance of winning. Based on what? I know. Fake registered voter yeah. polls? Yeah. I mean, they, they're Trump like, had a 6% chance of winning on election day yeah. in 2016. Let's, I mean, honestly, keep walking into the meat grinder. Finally, you know, have that false sense of security. I, I like I'm, being I'm, the underdog. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. I like being the underdog. Let yeah. them be confident. And then on election day, we'll send them the true message yeah. because I, it, it's, it's arrogant. Yeah, it is. What they are. I, I just mean, can't wait to wait. I mean, I know people are going to say like they're making the case for no debates. There's going to have to be a debate. Well, there's there, going to have thing. to be – there's been a dearth of campaign events and rallies because of the COVID pandemic. There has to be something where these two men are on the same stage debating the, 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 the ideas of their agendas. Well, there's, so I'm sorry. There has to be that. There's I, a few flashpoints coming up. Yeah. You have, obviously, Labor Day where things crank in, right? Yeah. You have the conventions right before that. Yeah. That's one flashpoint. Yeah. The second flashpoint, I think, is if there is a Durham report. If. Yeah. I put that if. And yeah. if anything happens from it. Not very confident in it. Yeah. But it's a wild card. Yeah. Big wild card sitting out yeah, there, Yeah, right? I heard they might release it until after the election. Yeah, which is so, ridiculous. Which is, but yeah, no. we'll see what happens yeah. there. But like you said, the other flashpoint is the debates. Yeah. Because there's there's two ways this goes. Yeah. If he doesn't debate, that's an immediate messaging point that will be very significant. Yeah. Because when independents see that Joe Biden doesn't want to debate, there's a few things. Yeah. He's scared to just debate in general. Mm-hmm. Or they get the messaging that the dementia is worse off than it's been made to seem. Or that he's dead. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but but Joe but as Trump said, you know, it was a preview. Yeah. It was a preview during that Chris Wallace interview mm -hmm. when he said, Joe Biden's gonna run home, mommy, mommy, yeah. they ask me difficult questions. Yeah. That's what that's what if there's if he refuses to debate, that's what will happen. Yeah. And if he debates, I think we all know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a me I mean, look at I me mean, mm. you you we've mentioned it you've mentioned it multiple times in past episodes, like that he's struggling with the scripted questions. He's struggling with these. I mean, we're gonna to get to the gaffes in a second, but did you did you yeah did you add the one with the uh, what he said about the nurses at Walter Reed? Yeah. But the not the nose hair. Oh, that's part of the gaffes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What the like? Yeah. What what is happening? 
Yep. Like you, you literally, I, I, you literally have to wonder what is going on with this guy. So, and our 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 great friend Mark Levin yeah. said there should be a daily drumbeat about the fact that we have a soon to be major party presidential candidate who will not make himself available to the media and hence the people. Yeah. Fox News has documented Joe Biden's problematic run-ins with the press, and The Hill's media reporter, Joe Concha, who's the only good guy over at The Hill, blasted former Vice President Joe Biden for not taking questions from reporters during a speech on Tuesday while pointing out that, quote, President Trump has been regularly accessible during this time. Yeah. Yesterday, he had another coronavirus briefing. He went out there and answered questions for 30 minutes, unabated. Yeah. So... And and Concha went on further to say, quote, it appears that safe spaces used to be just for college students. Now they're in vogue for presidential candidates as well. Especially ones that are weak. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, bad. I mean, yeah. I'm it's sorry. Bad. We also now have a bombshell report that came out on Tuesday, and it hasn't been independently verified yet, but it seems to be legit. Politico published an in-depth interview with Christopher Tagani, a wealthy beer distributor who bundled cash for former Senator Joe Biden's 2008 presidential campaign, which was failed, obviously. He later confessed to violating campaign finance laws during that campaign by reimbursing employees for contributions made in their name. That's very interesting. However, before this... Tagani helped the FBI investigate the inner circle of Biden's campaigns, and the story raises questions about whether the former vice president's corruption, questions that further piggyback on Hunter Biden's scandals with Ukraine and China, will play a role in this election. And the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware sent a letter detailing the extent of the FBI investigation into Biden's campaign and the soft corruption in Delaware politics to Politico. The letter stated that, quote, the information provided by defendant was valuable. However, to the extent that it permitted federal agents to compile detailed historical information regarding election offenses and soft corruption, uh, such information will provide federal agents with a frame of reference for future political public corruption investigations. Oh, my. In other words, the lack of criminal charges following this investigation did not exonerate the Biden campaign and could line up for something in the future. We also have a Wall Street Journal op-ed which says, uh, could Trump's great equalizer on election day be coronavirus? So there's a lot of grim takes, obviously, floating around here. But one that imagines Trump winning because uh, because Democrats are afraid to walk into the coronavirus and catch their death in order to vote. I think that's an interesting theory. Why not? But we've talked about that, right? Yeah. We've said before, on election day, the enthusiasm gap could play into the coronavirus discussion. Yeah. Because we'll go vote for him no matter what. Yeah. We've right? been tested and we don't have it. So we're immune. That's not how it works. It but is. It is how it works. <laughs> well, yeah. I read about it in a Chinese uh, medical journal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Wuhan Medi- yeah, Medical yeah. Journal. <laughs> Wuhan um, Tadris. And – but we've talked about it. Yeah. Like we'd go vote in a freaking anthrax attack for this man, right? Yeah. yeah. Will the Democrats vote for Joe Biden? I mean, black support is already hurting for him, right? I think, Hispanic support yeah. is hurting for him. Yeah. So, I don't know. And uh, a new, a very interesting comparison came out last night. And so th- this is the image ratings of candidates in election years among white voters. All right. Uh-huh. And this is a chart of basically like the last, uh, I think, eight elections or something like that. 
So what we're talking about here is the positive and negative image of the president or candidates among white voters. So it's basically approve, disapprove. So in October of 2016, Donald Trump's positive-negative split was 35%, 54%, which was a 19% deficit. Hillary Clinton's was 32-61, which was a 29% deficit. Now, the president's image among white voters, which white turnout will decide this election. Yeah. If blue-collar white voters turn out for President Trump again, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Now the president has a plus 2% net differential, while Joe Biden has almost Hillary Clinton-level unlikability among white voters, 31 to 52, which is a 21% deficit. So a lot of political strategists are saying that Joe Biden's weakness among white supporters could be what does him in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, th I think that's very interesting. And you still need white working class voters. Right. I under I I can't believe I mean that that that's one thing that that really shows you how how being woke on the left has totally just infested their whole way way of thinking. People forget that a major core of the Obama coalition, yeah, there was young people and you know all that it was white working class voters. Mhm. Mm I mean, Obama didn't win them outright, but he won a ton of them he won right. enough of them right. where he you know he could lose the deep red counties by like you know let's say 35 but he maxed out you know turnout in like the the urban areas but closing that gap from you know maybe losing by 25 percent in the republican county instead of like 60 mm -hmm. is what made the and oh hillary, and, and hillary didn't learn that before that 2008 election yeah. obama's image among white voters was slightly positive it was which yeah, was what it was what won him that election because what did he do he went out there yeah he knew he had no chance of winning a deep red county but he went out there and talked to the people and sold them you know basically sold them bullshit and, yeah you know but you know he went out there you know it's the effort right but again compared to today's liberals barack obama yeah, would be considered no. a conservative uh, no, he would be conservative. <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> So he ran yeah. on yeah. still enforcing a federal border yeah. and border control, yeah. right? He had deportations. Yes. He was against gay marriage against in gay 2008. Marriage, big one. Yeah. Against gay marriage. And, you know, but um, where was I going with this? You still need – I know, you know, to, to, to the progressives, I mean, I'm not saying don't listen to me because I want you to lose. Yeah. But <laughs> you still need the white folk – and there's a lot of them that are, you know, working class, and they don't like what they see. So, well, especially with this rioting bullshit. Yeah, I know. Oh, and also people don't want that in the suburbs. And telling them that like they're automatically racist because they're white and work in a factory or something yep. like that. Yep. I mean, folks, I know I'm preaching the choir, but just next time you you happen to watch CNN or these trash networks, uh, hopefully just stumbling upon them because we're we're paid to watch these clowns. Mm -hmm. Just. Catch the inflections and when they talk about like rural communities. Yeah. They might as well just say you're a dumb country bumpkin who's just poisoning this country because of your well, conservative said that. beliefs. That's what they say. Oh, the basket Rick of Rick Wilson. Yeah. You know, Rick yeah. Wilson, you know. I mean, all oh, of them. Oh, the Republican? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah the yeah, former the, Republican. The MSNBC Republicans. That's what I call them. Yeah, these people, they don't respect blue collar workers. No. Oh, they and hate, that's they, why they Trump won in the first place. They and I, I think. That's going to play a huge role in this. It yeah. really is because the more that Biden endorses defunding the police, which don't believe their lie that he didn't because he did, the more that he supports no, that bullshit. He just bullshit. wants to move money from one, one thing to another. It's not defunding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. According to them, yeah. 
it's like, have you ever ran a budget before? Yeah, Do you know how that yeah. works? But yeah, the more he parrots that, yeah. I think the more that helps us among white voters. Because even college-educated whites, which went for Hillary slightly, yeah. do not want this in the suburbs. No. They don't want this in their neighborhood. Yeah. This is often in faraway liberal cities, which is, you know, is a little bit self-contained. It doesn't feel real, right, until they defund your police in your local quiet neighborhood yeah. and then all hell breaks oh, loose. Oh, but, but remember, you get billed for their private security. Oh, the Democrats, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The Democrats will bill you for their private security. They'll get rid of the cops, but they need to be protected. Yeah, Ted Wheeler's private security, yeah. I'm sure, was billed to the taxpayers yeah. last night. What is it? Minneapolis? They've it has By now, it has to be over six figures. Yeah. It's over six it figures. It has to be over It's six in the hundreds figures, of thousands. Yeah. You know, no police protection, yeah. but we'll hire yeah, private security. But, but we need it because, you know. And the private security gets to skirt the gun laws, too, because, of course. Yeah. Let's do the Biden gas of the day here because we've got quite a few. And uh, this, you know, it's it, it's a continuing thing here with Joe Biden because his dementia is rapidly progressing. Um, on the day yesterday that Joe Biden called Trump the, quote, first racist president, which, sidebar, apparently he's forgotten about all the other presidents that owned slaves. Yeah. You know, Woodrow Wilson, who resegregated the government, and yep. FDR, who put all the Japanese into internment camps. That aside— Well, that was okay. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to do. <laughs> it things. was a war measure. It was a war. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all know that you hate the Japanese no, because that's, that's not the intra-Asian rivalry. I don't hate Speaking them. Speaking of no, Asians, no, 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 I don't hate them. I just want them all to die because I don't like them that much. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> But, but speaking, don't go on defunding. Speaking, he could say that because he's yeah, Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Asians, oh yeah, Joe Biden said something pretty racist about Asians yesterday. <laughs> Let's listen to that clip. Look what he's doing now. He's blaming everything on on on, on China. He's blaming everything on the Chinese. He's blaming everything, on, and people don't make a distinction, as you well know, when a South Korean and, a, and someone from Beijing, they make no distinction. It's Asia. And that's the way he, and he's just using it as a wedge. So <laughs> according to Joe Biden, Americans can't tell Asians apart because yeah. apparently in yeah. his mind, all Asians look the same. This is the, the Indian accent. Yeah. No wait all again. This is the, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Yep. Joe Biden, and this should be an ad. Someone should do this. Joe Biden is a racial train wreck. He's a racist. He's a racial train wreck. Every single ethnic group he has he has said something horrible about. So he was he, friends with Byrd, who was a yeah, KKK leader. Exactly. And they have the gall to call Trump racist? He said Confederates were fine people. Yeah, um, he did. You know, I mean, just like and the then man he tries, is a racist, is, is a racial train wreck. And then he uses the lie that Trump said that. I know. I mean, it's yeah. just unbelievable. Oh, and, the very fine people th attack on Trump continues to drive me another lie another big lie read the full transcript you yep. gotta read past the transcript because remember he was that was an, a lengthy exchange with the reporter so they always cut out the last part where he's like yep. i don't mean nazis and yeah yeah <laughs> no i know they selectively <laughs> edit it that's what they do also yesterday yeah <laughs> during his 29 people watched live stream <laughs> joe biden tells us about the nurses at walter reed who did some interesting things and uh, we'll just listen to that and then we'll, we'll talk about it and i had a nurse at, at uh nurses at uh walter reed hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear wow and go home and get me pillows they would make sure they'd actually 
probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. They blew up my nose? Well, maybe he's into some kinky man. I don't know. <laughs> Did, I mean, what? Like, I, I don't know. I like, just honestly, don't get it. There's, there, there's nothing you can actually, because it doesn't make any sense. No, I know. I know. They'd whisper into my ear. What? Well, maybe he was maybe he was tied up to the bed. Maybe he's into that you know that S and M medical play. Well, maybe he was getting his dementia treated. Well, like too. I don't that understand too. what's that going too. on here. Has he been COVID tested yet? Just wondering. I don't. Oh know. wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. He hasn't because that's what he died of. <laughs> well, let's not forget nobody asked questions. Yeah. So he wouldn't oh, get asked that question regardless. Yeah. Since it's Thursday, let's do a throwback Thursday here to one of my uh, one of our favorite Biden gaffes. Oh my God. When he tells the story of kids touching his hairy legs in the swimming pool. Roll that clip. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Okay, so basically, <laughs> Joe Biden is saying that he likes little kids touching his legs. It makes it, it, it uh, I'm sure something else. And jumps, and up. jumping on his lap. Yeah, yeah, jumping on his lap. Also, did you notice how he mentioned roaches there? What does that yeah. have to do with anything? Yeah, well, he's also <laughs> talked to a bunch of black people. I know. Is he calling the blacks roaches? I don't know. And this the cockroaches was, as the as the Hutu tall called the Tutsi. Yeah, yeah, this was the same day when he told the story of Corn Pop, the illustrious Corn oh Pop. You remember God, that? Yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, uh, <laughs> the guy is just not there. But supposedly, you know, he he didn't, you know, report allegedly sexually assault a woman given his uh, proclivities here. I don't know. Well, I could tell you something: is that this man is not the man who is going to be president. Yeah, he is a Trojan horse. For the left. And he is the squad's puppet. Yeah. He's AOC's puppet. Just think of the, who will be in this government. This is dude, this, this is the Manchurian candidate. Yeah, it is. But but but, but in reverse, it's it's yeah. it's it's the it's it's the you know it's sorry no not sorry I agree. not 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 in reverse. Not in reverse. Not sorry, in reverse. Not in reverse. Because they killed the he president. Is the yeah, he candidate. is the Manchurian candidate. Because think of the people that they're gonna put into this government. They've released lists of yeah. potential people. Susan Rice, Samantha Power as potentially the Secretary of State. Oh my AOC God. would be in the government in a cabinet-level position. Yeah. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, these people that hate America. Oh, my God. Who, what would Ilhan, it's bad. What would Ilhan Omar be? Director of Terrorism? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what she'd be. I mean, this woman hates America. Yeah. Sam and they Power, want to put her into these positions? Sam and, and Sam Power as Secretary of State. Let, let, let me tell you something, folks. You know, we always make fun of the Democrats for being kind of weak on national security. But there are a certain breed of the humanitarian interventionists. Yeah. Who, who, who want to use American military power to stop, you know, genocide and bad things from happening everywhere. It's basically – you want – if you don't want endless wars <laughs> – yeah. You do not want Sam Power to be Secretary of State. She will want to have Marines in every single country where there's China. Yeah. Because of the Uyghur. Is that how you pronounce it? Uyghur. The Uyghur. The Uyghur. 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 I like your pronunciation. Yeah, the Uyghur. Yeah, the Uyghurs. You know, the Chinese. 
she would like basically be like, we need to go to war. Yeah. Because of that. So the New York Times published uh, just about a month ago a list of potential Democrat cabinets. Pretty oh scary what God. they have here. So Kamala Harris is the clear favorite to be vice president, which we all know about her, right? Uh, is that a joke? Okay, well, this is this is voted on by Democrats, right? So they're just on crack. Oh, my God. Um, but Secretary of State Susan Rice also tossed around with Samantha Power, right? Secretary of the Treasury Elizabeth Warren, okay? Attorney General Preet Bahara. Oh, my God. The EPA Administrator... Jay Inslee of Washington, I I, I just well, hold don't on. Can you go? Oh, sorry, I missed that one. What was what was Mitt Romney uh, doing on that list? Well, they got voted on too. There was like a possible yeah, no, no, choice. But what, what, what was the cabinet? What was the runner up for for that? Secretary of State. Oh my God. Yeah, yep. Uh, we also have uh, let's see, Joe. And you know what? I should say Mitt Romney would would serve under a Democrat. Yeah, because he's a tree. You have talk of John Kerry. Ugh. And, uh, you know, Susan Rice, Samantha Power. Because all these people did such a good job protecting America from terrorism. Uh-huh. You know? Attorney General Sally Yates. That would be a good one. Oh, great. I mean, this gives me agita. I mean, imagine. These are the most corrupt, anti-American... Uh, just... <laughs> yeah. Fifth column. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. And that's what we have to fight against. And that's why we need you to stand up and fight with us. Because this is just, like, I'm not so much nervous about this election. I have very bad anxiety about the the terrible future that we would face if we lose here. Yeah. It's more so fear, I think, Mm -hmm. of how bad America – America will be unrecognizable. Yeah. If we lose this election. Yeah. Because in some parts I, of the country, it's already, it's already like I truly like do that. think that if we lose the presidential, we lose the Senate. They're yeah. going to bust the filibuster. They'll keep control of the House, and they'll have full control. Yeah. And that's it. That means green new federal minimum wage. Green new scam yep. will be uh, The green new scam will be through. Socialized health care, all kinds of welfare. The nation will be bankrupt. Yeah. We'll be finished. Yeah. They'll cut the military. I mean, it's just... And then... Yeah, I know. It's bad. (laughs) I'll just say, I would hope that if it got that bad, some of the top brass in the military would consider displacing... To use Cuomo's line. Yeah, displacing members of Congress, the president, and, 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 you know, just take it over because... Yeah. You got to save the country. I mean, I really do think that that kind of thing, I mean, they'll certainly ban guns. They'll yeah. attempt to dismantle the Second Amendment. It, it really could lead to a second civil war. I think it would be very, very bad. Yeah. And we uh, win. That's why you got to join Team Trump. And yes. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's TRIGGERED. T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. And we need you to join Team Trump. Stand up and fight with us. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. 
Uh, before we wrap up today, just wanted to say uh, thank you to JP for leaving a review, A Voice in the Wilderness versus the Lunatic Liberals, and that's our goal here. We yeah. just have to stand up and fight. Yeah. Be positive, fight for this president because uh, he's fighting for you. Yeah. And he's really, truly You're the only thing. not coming after me. I'm just in the way. That's true. Yeah. And he's really the only thing standing between us and socialism. And yeah. now that we're 100 days out, it's more clear than ever what the left's vision for destroying the country is. Yeah. And uh, They want to talk about white fragility. Yeah, I mean that book. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, they, 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 they want to talk about how you know uh, Martin Luther King's you know I Have a Dream should no longer be the the, the standard for for racial harmony in this country anymore. It's, it's which you know, is insane. You know, insane. Jackie, Jackie Robinson. You know, that's psh, they they perverted that story. Yeah, it's totally insane. We'll be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered. Of course, feel free to follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. Reach out with your direct messages or tweets. You can email us, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of our fans. Thank you for sticking with us yeah. and fighting with us in uh, what's sure to be the election of our lifetimes. Yes. We'll see you on Tuesday and have a great weekend. Maybe you'll catch some baseball course the anti-american political protests will be a huge part of that so we'll talk about that on tuesday later